Welcome back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Hey everybody, Mark from Rams Up, and here is the second part of that segment, Tom Courts, on the Bengals podcast with Brandon Harriet, the second half of their discussion about the Monday night football game between these two teams, coming up here in a second. Um, but anyway, no, in terms of Joe, I, I felt like no, obviously that first game was kind of a throwaway. It was, you know, whatever it was, his name, you know, it just didn't go well for all, all, all the reasons that you can imagine for you guys. Um, but this last game was a rough first half. But that second half, I really feel like you guys turned it around. Uh, that, you know, that that opening drive, um, marched down the field. And then, you know, I I, I, I kind of had to agree to disagree with, with some uh, – some Bengals fans on this topic, but I feel like it was a bad pick on Joe's part. I feel like it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, and uh, some people were trying to say that, that it was a really good play by a DB. I, I don't think so. I feel yeah. like he just, he didn't the see the people the that said that were the people that listened to Zach Taylor's press conference and then decided uh, to say the did, same thing. Cause he said it was no, a good play by the safety. Yeah. No, it was no, a bad. No, he, you know, was, I'll give the safety credit for making that read, but right. he had Jamar yeah. chasing but, coverage on the left side. Yeah. And he, but he, the safety didn't disguise it. He left yeah. early. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely not. So it was a bad yeah, pitch. No, um, so, but they did, but the offense looked good. Joe, I mean, Joe, he made a, uh, he made a mistake, you know, an un, very uncharacteristic mistake in my opinion for him. Um, then they came back, obviously the, the, the other thing that was strange was you guys don't usually give up a big play after a turnover like that. And, um, you know, right away they came back to Zay and, you know, that was a big, big turning point. Those two mm-hmm. plays were, you know, back to back huge plays. And then, um, but good response with another drive. Then the Ravens scored, and then and then you guys had one three and out and another touchdown. So four drives in the in the second half, three of them were, you know, moving the ball. So you know, I felt yeah. like you finally in this in the last quarter that you guys have played with limited um, with limited possessions, um, three of the four looked really really good. So I feel like there's maybe you know you take that if you're looking for kind of a glass half full, some optimism going into the yeah. game. So that's. That's what I, I think, because I, I feel like they really did. I feel like Joe, he looked like a different guy in that second half compared to the first three qu- halves that he played. He was sure. finding, uh, yeah. you know, and there were a couple balls that were very close. Some long balls haven't been haven't. He's, he's he's pumping it down there and his arms seems like it's fine. They just haven't converted. You know, there was that one to Jamar and uh, he was out of bounds. They had I guess it was reviewed or it's something. A, but, uh, a little off sync. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there was actually some stuff where they had, uh, you know, the first game there were <laughs> – he threw a go route and the wide receiver cut out. He threw an out route and 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 the wide receiver went uh, – ran a nine route. So, I, I don't know. Like, it, it it's not on sync. Um, Joe Burrow is now one and seven in the first two weeks of the season for his career. Mm-hmm. 
I can't explain it uh, other than he yeah. doesn't get he doesn't have normal training camps yet. Uh, right. I it's came on I came on our show and said this is the year he's going to have the training camp. I th- I I think he could really win a, a MVP. I think we could really do something special and the next day Tom the next day he got hurt. Yeah, the calf injury. You had second day of training camp, too. And, it's, you know, yeah, I can't really explain the record other than his rookie year. He came into a, the worst team in football, you know. We were 2-14 and 14 when he was drafted. And then, he again, then COVID struck. So I don't really attribute that slow start to him, per se, because I think that, you know, give you a little bit of backtrack on his uh, career path so far in his rookie year in his first game. He threw the game-winning touchdown to A.J. Green against the L.A. Chargers. And if it wasn't for an overzealous pass interference call, we would have won the game. And, and it was an OPI call, uh, officer's pass interference. And then Randy Bullock at the kicker at, our, at that time, he pulls his muscle calf and misses a chip shot field goal, and we lose the game. So, And then, you know, and then last year, because we did we win week one in 2021, but then last year we started off 0-2, as everybody also remembers, but one of those games, that first game against the Steelers, he turned the ball over five times. You know, I can also put that maybe Pittsburgh's defense was going to be much better than I had anticipated. And maybe that's the same case now because going against Cleveland and uh, Baltimore back-to-back, those are division foes. And one of them you struggled mightily against. And then another one, they didn't have Lamar Jackson when the last two times you beat them. So you're expecting that this is going to be a little bit of a different game. So this there's there's always a year-to-year case basis with these slow stars. But like Brandon said, it is kind of getting concerning now at this point because we're talking about one of the elites of the quarterback class of the Pantheon list. Joe Burrow, for most people's memories, they have him at number two on their top five quarterback list, just only behind Patrick Mahomes so far. This was supposed to be the year going into this year that he's probably going to jostle with Mahomes for the number one spot because we have so much high expectations of what he could do. But so far, it hasn't worked out that way. You know, I'm not we're not selling the stocks yet, but there is some concerns coming about. But I think that those concerns can be put to rest a bit if they just go out and have a great showing on Monday night. Yeah, if you if you tell me going into the season that my biggest concern going into week three is the play of Joe Burrow, I'm probably signing up for it. I, I think that ship writes itself. That said, the calf has to be right. One of the concerns I do have, though, is I don't think we've put enough pressure on the quarterback uh, yet. And with a healthy uh, Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford has a hand cannon. Um, and if we give him too much time hitting those deep crossers and and, and finding the open man and getting off the spot, that could become an issue. Nick Scott, who, who signed from you guys, uh, is also questionable right now uh, in concussion protocol. So um, that's, uh, you know, starting safety, not there. Somebody who's familiar with your team a little bit, not going to be there uh, possibly. So that's that's concerning for me too. So I think, I think whichever team kind of regulates those big shots – I, I would favor in the matchup. I got to yeah. man. If I, I, I got to say this because <laughs> my favorite only one concern, I'll let you go, Tom. If Matt Stafford hits a no look pass to this time, Puka Nakula, <laughs> I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose it. Because <laughs> that's going to oh, be man. terrible Von, flashbacks at that point. <laughs> Von Bell was this close to that to that ball, too. I, I, he I, was. He was. He was. Damn, he was, was close. Play, it was a good play. 
Um, you definitely need to look him off like that because otherwise it would not would not happen. But no, in terms of you guys, I mean, I feel like uh, you know your own two. You this next four game stretch, I really think is going to define your season. And um, and the reason is that it's a four game stretch that coming into the season and even now is your easiest four game stretch of the season, right? You got the Rams, um, the Titans. Uh, you know, I know both teams are kind of up a little bit, but they're not, you know, on the elite, you know, they're elite of the, of the NFL. Um, and then you got the Cardinals, you know, one of the worst teams and then the Seahawks who aren't playing well at all. Uh, trust me, I was at that game against the Rams opening day and, and they didn't, they're just not, they're not, they're not, they're not there for some reason. So you got four games that are very winnable, right? And Mm -hmm. But if you go, you know, you got to win three of the maybe three out of four, four out of four would be nice before your buy. But if you don't, I mean, if you go two, you know, two, if you lose two of those games, you're two and four. And then you got, you know, of the 11 games left, you got three very winnable games in Houston, Indianapolis and Minnesota, who's kind of on a down year. Minnesota is. So there's three wins. But but then you got, you know, eight other games. That it's going to be hard yeah. to even 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 at even at your full powers, or you know, would be hard to go five hundred or five and three with it. You know, with San Francisco, Buffalo, right. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Cleveland. That's how you guys end the year. Aside from those uh, three easy games, so I really feel like these next four games, if you can write the ship quickly, uh, you're going to be fine. You go, you know five and three against those teams, four and four, um, get a wild card or something like that, or rip off another big winning streak like you did last year. You know, but if you, if you can't lose count on the, that every year, if, yeah, you can't count on that's not a good strategy um, to count on. To it's a lot for. easier to win three out of four. Yeah. But these next four games are, are, are very, yeah. These next four games are very winnable for a team that right. should, that's a, a theoretical Super Bowl contender. And, um, you know, that's how I break down, you know, this, this, this uh, you know, this, this next month for y'all. Well, Tom, my birthday's on Tuesday. Uh, so I would really like a Bengals win for my birthday. So I, I'm just going to throw that out in the universe. I'm just going to put it out there. There you that's go. All, that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> my Listen, my girl already got me a brand new pair of Air Force Ones. So yeah. now I get a Bengals win, and I'm good. It's good. That's it. I'm a simple man. I'm really am, Tom. <laughs> Air Force ones in a in a in a in a in a, a Bengals win. win. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all I need. Well, before we wrap things up, I mean, anything you want to ask us, Bengals wise, or yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, obviously Burrow's the topic of the day. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like Mixon is running the ball really well. Um, uh, We've been very see. upset that he hasn't gotten more carries. Yeah, he, he needs more Finally carries. get him over four four yards a carry for two straight games, and you only give him the ball 13 times each game. Yeah, he's he looks really strong. He looks quick. He looks he looks powerful um, against a couple of good defensive lines and, and, and linebacking cores. So that's quite – that's that's interesting. Um, the the – the fact I don't know, I don't know why I mean I've never seen a team throw so many planned screens in my life. 
And I we mean, haven't been very good at a screen game for about yeah, three years. And and but I mean it is it is I don't know whether it's just hey like we just gotta take the pressure off Joe and that's the and way to do it. Force get the get the ball outside and away from you know two very good interior defensive lines. I mean yeah. you can see why they're doing it, but at the same time it's like you know get these guys. Um, it 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 allows the defense to push up and crunch things up, and you guys have. Uh, you know, a very talented arm. I know he's not he's not maybe pushing off into his throws as much as he he has in the past, but um, he's very accurate regardless. And uh, and you got this wide receiver core that can run crossing routes with the best of them. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see if they if they adjust on that front. And then the long ball, right? I mean, it hasn't been yeah. there. Um, I don't feel like he has as much zip on the ball as he does because he's can't really push off to everything seems to be high uh yeah. which means he's not kind of following through off his back leg you know this is obviously monday morning analysis but that's what it seems like so yeah we'll just see from you know it's all going to come down to joe because otherwise your team is is fine yeah. yeah maybe your defensive line hasn't been playing as well as it has in the past um allowing a lot these long sustained drives but that's a good well, running 200 game. yards in yeah. one game and 176 yeah. in the other 78 in the other a couple um, of good running games though that running teams that yeah you guys true, have, true. Have had, so. well i will say this too to your point with the screen game and stuff and is that an adjustment early in camp if you you'll recall this justin early in camp he was going under center a lot more and there's a lot more play action pass mm. And and we started talking about how we thought maybe that was going to open up. We were going to run from under center a little bit more, maybe get the play action pass, then we'll get more downfield. Then you get a hurt calf, and now you're in shotgun 100% of the time. Yeah, he has, I, don't think he, I, I have not I – mean, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I, I have not – I watched those games, and unless I miss something, I don't think he's been under center once. No. You haven't missed a single thing. He has not been under center. Your analysis is absolutely correct. And it's yeah. frustrating because it's like you can sell the offense a little bit more if you do play action from under center or play, just pack, passing from under center. It, it will help open up the nucleus of the offense a little bit more. They're, they're going too much with the shotgun spread formation going empty. And I feel like that the problem is, is that your division opponent especially has caught up to what you do best and they have already adjusted. And it's not going to take long if you don't readjust to the adjustment that the rest of the league is going to permeate and it's going to catch up to you when you play teams like the Rams on Monday night. So they got to make adjustments and they got to do it quick. And I think that they will. And, you know, like you said, um, it all comes down to Joe and his health and, you know, and his ableness and his willingness to be able just to go ahead and do it. But overall, this is the nucleus of the Bengals of where we are right now so far. And I had to temper my expectations. We were thinking high, number one seed. You know, it's our yeah. time to get home home foot advantage. We've gone at Arrowhead enough in the playoffs. Yeah. Now you got to come through the jungle because Kansas City, for all of their successes so far in recent years, they haven't won in Cincinnati since 1984. So wow. we were hoping that and we were thinking so high. But at the end of the day, it's a long season. So we it might not even season. get there because of the start of this season so far right now. Yeah, the other thing I, I can see, Zach, you know, <laughs> we, he wasn't even an OC for us, right? He was a you know, quarterback's coach when he got your, the job with you guys. Uh, I can see how you guys can be frustrated with him. But mm -hmm. then on the other hand, you've had, you know, a lot of good success with him too. So it's got to be a love-hate relationship with, uh, with Zach Taylor. Very well put. 
Very well put. I get frustrated. <laughs> like, uh, so we, we were talking about the uh, press conference last week and he came out and said, he thought Joe Burrow played, uh, played well. And um, he then said that uh, the play of our offensive line was unbelievable. Right. I saw that. And I was like, unbelievable. Like when I think unbelievable, no sacks, you know, 180 yards rushing like that's unbelievable for an offensive line in my mind i don't know man i i, I thought they played okay i thought they played pretty good <laughs> you know what i mean but well, let's pump the brakes uh, yeah yeah right pump, pump the brakes so i get he gets a little too rah-rah he gets a little too vague for me i just you know a little too much coach speak at times i, I i'd like a little more candor but McVay's he's very much uh, that's McVay too he's not yeah. you know he's, he doesn't disclose a lot McVay says it with a lot more energy and excitement so you feel like you're hearing something you know he has the you know he has that like yeah. these guys on TV you know that's why he get offer all this money he's very to go on. charismatic yeah, yeah. he's charismatic he can say nothing with yeah. such energy and enthusiasm yeah. uh, and where, where Zach's the opposite he says he says nothing you know in a very drab you know, voice and stuff. So yeah, yeah, different. The other thing that's uh I can, you know, the other thing that's going on in the league is um the uh sorry Cooper's chewing on something that's squeaking. But um the other thing that's chewing on, that that's uh going on in the league is that um the the use of this motion it almost looks like Canadian football, right? Yeah, you, you have, like these plays dead are sprint. starting. Yeah, dead sprint now in Canadian football they they can run forward be running forward, but you get Tyreek Hill, you know, probably the fastest guy in the league, is shooting off, and you get a guy like McDaniel using him, the small guy, to get off the line, you know, at, on on his own terms. And I mean, that's why they, why that's why he's going off. But the Rams have also done the same thing with Tutu Atwell, another small guy who's extremely fast. And um, you even see some of these guys blocking, uh, blocking uh, punt, going for punt blocks and blocking mm -hmm. field goals. They're running along the, the the line of scrimmage and then shooting in with a, a head of steam. And so pretty yeah, interesting, interesting uh, yeah, pretty interesting dynamic that's going on in the league. My point is that it would be really interesting to see, you know, uh, them get uh, – I know that Jamar has talked about uh, moving him around off the line, maybe into the slot a little bit more, et cetera. Um, and, uh, and, but it would be interesting to see them use um, Jamar in particular – uh, with his speed and and um, to use him in that kind of with that with that running head start, right? Does he and listen then, to our podcast, Justin? Oh, did you I guys think say he does. that? I think I he did. does. I, I think he listens that. to our podcast. I, I do listen. Did you guys say that? That's great. Last week, we said it last. We said it on uh, Sunday on the on the the roaring uh, reactions. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Coach's cliff notes. That's our that's our uh, post game show. Gotcha. Yeah, and we do, did. I do, we talked I do, about like why not? Why not throw him in motion, let him run, right? Gotcha. If you get that guy in space with a ball, but he he turns into a running back out there. Yeah, that's interesting. But I feel like they put guys in motion, and you know, people have been putting guys in motion, but they typically slow down and before they turn and take off. So mm -hmm. what's going on now, where they're at a dead sprint, the ball's being snapped, and they're shot out of a cannon. Mm -hmm. and it's uh, it's interesting that I mean, uh, uh, for as long as this game has been being played, there we're seeing something, and I think relatively new, right? I, I don't think I've seen a lot of that as much as as we have. So it's, it's fun to see these guys innovating. 
And it makes so much sense. Yeah. So, all right, Justin, any closing comments? This is a one hell of an episode. Tom, you are incredible. This was fun. This is the exact edition of Strange Love that we always envisioned that this would be. You know, just great insight on both sides of the ball here. You know, like there is, while there is vast differences, and this just shows that you can't judge a book by its cover when it comes to both of these teams. So, you know, ultimately, you know, expectations may level out into, well, reality may set in, I should say, you know, when the season progresses. But at the end of the day, I'm still pretty high on both teams. Um, You know, very surprisingly high on the Rams this season. Um, You know, you guys have made up and turned over a great roster. Um, Sean McVay is one hell of a coach. He, like you say, he's very energetic. He's built for hard knocks, you know, and I'm surprised that the LA Rams have not been featured on hard knocks yet, but I think that you guys will have the, a hard knock series in due time. So but yeah, we got one of them. Nonetheless, he, he, he was on one of them. Yeah. He had one of them early on with golf and so forth, but yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's like I said, it's one hell of a, one hell of a show, man. I, we can't thank you enough for joining us for the strange love episode yeah. today. Absolutely. No, and, and, and listen, if any of our listeners out there, if we do go 0-3 and you need to adopt a team, I think Tom <laughs> Tom might Tom might be the guy to follow. Uh, no, but, yeah. but seriously, and, uh, you know, thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure. We're, we're all about, uh, you know, like I said, a strange love. It's all, like we all love football, man. Um, at the end of the day, we need two teams to play, and and, and I can't stand the fights in the stands and uh, yeah, a fan that's good, that's passing away in in, in in New England. Oh, like it's just yeah. it's absurd, man. It's we're just having fun watching watching a game. Um, so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, definitely plug your podcast here, Tom. The the Rams Up podcast. Yeah, right Rams here on the podcast, Fans First man. Sport Network. Yeah, and after the end. So uh yeah, yeah, join us and uh we'll be on. Uh I uh co-host Mark and I will be uh putting out plenty of content and um <clears throat> he tends to do the summaries. I like to do the crossovers with the other teams and jump in and so forth. So uh yeah, we uh we're really enjoying it and um yeah, I look forward to a fun year and uh you know, more dubs. We we really didn't expect a lot of dubs, we're just expecting a uh, you know, a bunch of young guys balling out and seeing how they, how they, how they land, like we had said before. And, you know, uh, every dub is a, every dub is a, you know, uh, just icing on the cake for this year for us. So it's a definitely a different feeling than having these expectations and, you know, weighing on you as it, when you think you're going to win or contend like we have for the last six, seven years and you, you, you don't make it or you get close and you don't make it, or last year you just crash and burn. So, um, yeah, it's a different kind of a feeling, but, uh, but yeah, you guys are, you know, I think in the center of your window, um, no question. And, uh, you know, no matter what happens this year, you'll be back right back in it next year with all those, uh, with all that talent you have and uh, a good team build strategy. Um, I think the most consistency and your coaching uh, ranks as any team in the NFL at this point, retaining all your key guys um, that have had so much success. So yeah, you continue that. And uh you know, it's stay in the window, man, and and good things will happen. That's 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 what it comes down to. That's the hopes. That's the hopes. Um, definitely. Uh, listen, if you haven't checked some of the stuff out on Fans First Sports Network, you're missing out. Uh, we've got almost every team in the league covered. 
I am a Bengals fan through and through. I listen to a ton of Bengals podcasts. I put over 3,000 miles on my car a month for work. So I'm listening to a podcast constantly. Uh, you'll, I, I check it out. I check other podcasts out because I may or may not have some bets out there on you guys. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> Sean McVay being petty and kicking a field goal with four seconds left might have done me well, Tom. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I might have had a seven and a uh, half point you. spread there. I just, I just, <laughs> yeah, he denied that. He was, he was, I don't know what you're talking about, but I do think that he felt like they were planning on doing that. The team was kicking team was ready to go out there. And they said, why put Stafford out there and, and expose him when, when there really, there's really no benefit. And he just said, what the hell, just get out there and, you know, you go. So, I but yeah, what his reasoning was I don't care. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. My DraftKings account didn't care. My bookie didn't care. Uh, yeah, we go to my <laughs> bookie AG. I go back and forth with them, and I got a couple others. I just make sure my bookie AG is my go-to. I don't know if you've been on there. Um, they've actually started sponsoring some of the fans for Sport Network stuff. So yeah. I, I kind of meandered on there. Wow. You're talking 239, 280, 200, like 50, probably on average prop bets per game. Wow, oh, man, I'm it's it can get out of control. <laughs> I suggest you get in there before you have the soda pops. If you get in, if you get in at seven o'clock window, you might gotta watch yourself. If, if you get a little <laughs> yeah, sticky, but, hey, man, what a great site! Sure. What, a, yeah. what a great site! Well, hey, I appreciate it. Uh, for myself, Brandon Harriet, my co-host, Justin Lacey, and thank you, Tom Quartz, uh, for joining us. This has been Strange Love on the Running Through the Jungle channel on Fans First Sports Network. Thank you for joining See you next week. going to do it for this episode remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com and don't forget about our youtube channel our handle is at laramsup.com till next time keep the horns up stay safe and have fun out there